Do we have two billion rand to spare? That is what a cash-strapped and severely underfunded SANDF, the South African National Defense Force, is spending on sending soldiers to the Democratic Republic of Congo even as there are glaring problems domestically. So are the billions being spent to fight armed insurgents bang for our buck? It's a question many of our troops who sit idle at military installations that are in a bad state of disrepair might ask. But even more worryingly are questions about the safety of our soldiers in the DRC. It may serve our strategic goals. I think that's what the president said on the continent. But is this deployment supported by adequate resources? I've got two guests on the line. First up, we're going to speak to Faith Mabera, who's a senior researcher at the Institute for Global Dialogue. And of course, Spirit Lamini is the spokesperson for the Department of Defense. Uh, Faith, I'm going to start with you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. No less than the Defense Minister Tandi Mudise and generals, in fact, have warned that underfunding for the army could threaten our sovereignty. Faith, are you there? Oh, yes, uh, Bongani, good morning and good morning to the listeners. Yes, you're right in highlighting the underfunding for the National Defense Forces, which has been a long-running uh, problem in terms of budget allocation, but also this, of course, has a ripple effect on the state of um, functional um, equipment and capabilities in support of operations. So it is with that um, thought and that challenge in mind that questions are being raised about the kind of demand that such an operation, such a deployment to DRC would have on forces, particularly because such a, a mission would not only um, sort of place a, 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 a adequate demand on logistics, supply of logistics, including um, adequate air cover, special force capabilities, and uh, provision also in coordination of tactical and operational intelligence, all of which seem to be um, not adequate in light of also the risk of overstretch, uh, because um, the, the South African National Defense Force, as we all know, is also um, actively participating in a mission in uh, northern Mozambique uh, as part also of another SADC uh, mission yeah. to route out elements of ISIS in, and ISIS-related elements in, in uh, Cabo Delgado. How do we explain that even as the deployments, you've just mentioned the two, increase, the budgets are decreasing? Yes, so this is a long-running issue. It uh, sort of touches on an element of just the unwieldy nature of the ratio of budget allocation in response to, for instance, the needs that would be would go for um, resources, human resources, um, operational demands, and there's, there's been a lopsided sort of inclination to really, that a, a large chunk of it ends up going to, to cover um, resources and personnel vis-a-vis -vis the other um, element, it also speaks to the strategic management approach. So for a long time, the South African National Defense uh, Forces, including also the, the political principles, have leaned towards a budget-driven 
um, assessment process rather than one that sort of looks at a needs needs based and external external assessment of needs and then matches that accordingly with um, resources that are available. So this has ended up placing a significant mismatch um, and a gap between expectations um, and ambitions and and ambitions and um, capacity. It's created a significant gap that has played out and really um, sort of been elongated over the years. And of course, let's talk about salaries. I mean, I'll give you one example. Our biggest naval base gets a budget of what, two eighty million, uh, from, um, uh, and yet spends only twenty million of that on actual maintenance. That the rest goes to salaries. Yes, um, and and that's why I was talking about the unwieldy nature of the the issue, uh, uh, salaries and and budgets versus operational um, requirements. So this has that long, long has, has sort of generated the, the challenge, the bigger bigger uh, longer term picture about whether really um, the the kind of um, force um, output and the kind of ambitions that we are tackling whether they are really reflective. Um, of what we have in hand, of the resources that are in hand. And of course, these things are consequential. I mean, you may remember the three crew members who died during the refit of the SAS uh, Mantatisi and the four soldiers who died because of a burst tire in Uppington. And the scary thing is that those incidents happened on the same day. Yes, there is that. But even now, putting even to put a finer point on it, uh, we must also bear in mind that the the South African force um, almost takes a lead nation role in such a multinational deployment, and also there is an expectation to a large degree that, given the fact that also the lead commander and the first commander um, from what I've seen is expected to be a South African, which by implication means also that there's quite a heavy reliance on South Africa's provision of um, particularly air support and this has has um, implications because in the past we've seen reports that um, helicopters he- helicopter attack um, attack helicopters like the roof and the onyx are in short supply some are not functional which has implications on tactical and tactical and operational plans um, on the ground but also um, placing that demand on South Africa um, and the overstretch that I've mentioned all this compound um, into quite a serious strategic dilemma Faith, stay on the line because listening to all of that uh, is uh, Sipiwe Lamini, spokesperson of the Department of Defense. Breakfast with Bongani Bingwa on 702. Let's walk the talk. Spiwa, thank you so much for your time. I referred to the minister, but it's not just her. Uh, we've had senior generals more than once warning that the, d- the drastic decline in the defense budget could threaten our national sovereignty. We want to project this image of a regional power, but really, are we up to the task? Uh, good, good morning, Bongane, and good morning to my colleague and uh, to the listeners. Um, Bonganda, thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, the, the colleague has scanned the, 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 uh, the, the discussion quite well. We as the South African National Defense was alive to all the issues uh, that she has raised, and indeed we have raised it ourselves. However, we, we, have, um, we are busy and uh, that are developing and have developed plans to mitigate um, all these issues that uh, we, we are raising. And these are presently being shared with the government at large. And the um, government has an appetite to actually deal with these issues that, uh, that she's raising, which we too have uh, put it on paper. 
that uh, these are the challenges that we have. However, we are still able to to conduct ourselves in the in the in the expectation that government expects us to conduct ourselves, and indeed, um, we we will be in a position uh, to to deal with the, the the issues of deployment in a sense that already you might know that we are already in uh, in the uh, DRC uh, under MONUSCO, and we are also in, uh, in, uh, in in Mozambique under SAMIM. So, so all these issues that we are alive to are being dealt with at the highest level. Spiwa, even if I want to believe what you're saying, that may take some time. The real question here is, are we sending these troops to the slaughter? No less than Parliament's Joint Standing Committee on Defence essentially saying that we're in over our heads. Our defence readiness is deteriorating. And then we have the ambition of sending these troops elsewhere. Yeah, Bongan, as, as I say, we're alive to those issues. Remember, this is So why are we sending African... troops to the DRC if we're alive hold to on, those issues? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm saying we're alive to those issues. Remember, this is not a South African defense, uh, deployment. It's a SADAC deployment. We are working with other SADAC countries. In, in this deployment. The it two billion rand to send them is not coming from SADC, is it? it it's a South African contribution to, to, to that deployment. That's precisely there, the, the point countries, I'm making. So, there are other countries. Bongane, this is a deployment that we are coordinating under the SADC. It's not a South I'm, African... I'm well aware of alone. that, Sipiwa. I'm well and aware of that. We are playing a leading role. We are funding this to the tune of two billion rand in the context of underfunding operations here in South Africa, surely there's a disconnect between the two. No, 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 no. This, this, this funding is purely to make sure that our, our deployment receives all, the, all what it needs on the ground. And therefore, through the SADAC mission, it is supported in that context. This is our contribution for our troops who are part of the SADAC mission. Let me, let me put it to you differently. We have two Oryx helicopters in Mozambique. We have three in the DRC. That leaves us with only three serviceable for, serviceable for operations for the entire South Africa. And that includes support for the SA Police Service. This in an election year. And it's not as if we don't have serious issues domestically. I can give you two examples. The torching of trucks on the N3 protecting Eskom power stations. Does that paint a clear Bongan, picture of my question? Bongan, you, you seem to be isolating the defense force as if it works on its own. I, I get your point, but you're isolating the defense force as if it's working on its own. We are part and parcel of all the other government uh, agencies that work in a coordinated fashion. What we contribute and bring to the table other government entities do the same, right? Similarly, where we are externally, what we contribute, other countries in the region will do the same. Yes, we play a, much, a very leading uh, uh, role in all these instances. However, this is a coordinated effort by those that are involved in these multilateral uh, uh, um, uh, platforms. And internally, we have a cluster 
of security Stuart, agencies. I would put it to you. I would put it to you to say all of that to the family of Sergeant Vusi Mabena, that flight engineer who was killed in an Oryx helicopter in the DRC after the aircraft was hit by a single round from a sniper rifle because there wasn't adequate cover. Tell that uh, to Corporal Deboho Hadebe, who was killed in Mozambique again due to insufficient air cover. We are sending these young men and women to the slaughter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it that, that, that way, Pongana. It's, it's too crude. I'm saying to you, remember... It is not only the South African National Defense Force in that in those deployments. Spirit Lamini, have we, you seen we, combat? We, 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 have you seen combat? I've I've actually been to the DRC, by the way. Yeah. Have you been on the front I've, lines? I've been I've been as far as uh, North Kivu, right where the, uh, the, the 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 rebels have been operating. I've been there. In combat. Not necessarily in combat, but I've ah. been to the center. Wait, wait. I've been to the center of where combat was taking place. Had and that's it. It's in, 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 in 2014. I was there. Had a nice inspection, no doubt. Appreciate no, your time. I didn't, have a, I, didn't, I didn't have a nice inspection. I witnessed what was happening. Spirit Lamini, I appreciate your time. The spokesperson of the Department of Defense. What do you make of that?